and welcome to Dependus Belaney, the podcast, where we dive into some true crime just for you and a little military topics. I am Jen. And I am Veronica. I, I too like to dive in headfirst into true crime. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right in there. Um, before we dive into anything, I just want to say, hey, y'all, it's our 80th episode. What, what? What? And, and, guys, can you believe it, Veronica? It has been two years since we first started this fucking journey. <laughs> on one microphone. On yeah. one microphone. All of us just sharing our face up in that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> pre-covid pre-covid it was fine yeah. yeah thinking of ideas and topics to discuss on the podcast and we just came in yeah so so fresh-faced and excited and, and open to everything yep. and we're still we're still the same not as fresh-faced we are because two years Fre- the past two years have done freshing. some shit to us i mean you know yeah there's some gray hairs and uh, I have some extra wrinkles, but you know what? Quite a bit. Totally worth it. Quite a bit of um, extra so wrinkles. It's okay. just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Two fucking years, guys. Cheers. Can't believe it. Cheers to two years. Yeah, cheers. If I had cheers, cheers. Pretend I'm holding a drink <laughs> in my hand and through the camera. Here we go. <laughs> Jen's drinking. Clean. Actually drinking. <laughs> I'm not. I am responsible I am. because I am the only adult in the house today. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I am the only adult in the closet right now, so I <laughs> am treating treating myself to a drink. Our friends brought over these Truly Lemonades because yeah. they weren't a huge fan because they're too sweet. They are pretty sweet. Oh. But um, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Yeah. Two years. Two years. Woo! Two fucking years. We got together last year. And celebrated our one year. Well, I hope so. We what did. I, did I just do? remember that. We, I, you guys came over and we just ate food and and I think we had champagne. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Good gosh. Time. And you know what? I remember the shirt I was wearing. And guess what? <laughs> I wore that shirt today. Oh. I wore that's that shirt crazy. today. That's so funny. Aw, sweet. Aw. Memories. When we were in the same country, we could still hang out. I know, face to face, together. Yeah, really, we One probably day. weren't supposed to, but we're like, we're our own bubble. Like, we don't see anybody else. <laughs> this is it's our bubble. It's true. We, we didn't hang out. No, we weren't around anyone. Nope. We're never anywhere unnecessary, so it's fine. No, yeah. Fine. It's fine. Calm down. But if you want to <laughs> complain, you can always email us at dependusplaining at gmail.com. Or leave us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to wherever it is that you listen to our podcast from. Um, please rate us and let us know how we are doing. Okay? Yes. Great. That'd be great. Do yeah, it. That'd be great. Five stars. Five we want to hear from you. You can... You know, you can even comment on our stuff. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, hashtag us. Depend explaining. Depend complaining. Depend <laughs> say what. Depend here we are. Here we are. You know. There, there you are. <laughs> there you go. There you are. All the Wherever you stuff. are, depend here. Yeah. Depend here. Floaty boys. <laughs> Floaty boys. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, Jen, I am going to dive right into it. I have a feel-good story that started not so feel-good. How about that? Oh, well, I mean, so you kind of think bring us down and bring us back up? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I'm here for it. Yes. I'm excited. One. Okay. I I think it's, this is a good story. Um, It's fairly new. Or current, I should say. Um, I got most of my information on Wikipedia and a podcast called Living Large 
But today I will be talking about the Paris train attack and the brave people that stopped a massive tragedy. Um, on the podcast, Living Large, which I, I had never listened to it up until today, uh, one of the young men that was on board this train was interviewed for the podcast. So he did a great job telling his story, and that's where I got most of my information from. So are we ready? Oh, yes. So 21 August 2015, a train traveling from Amsterdam to Paris makes a routine stop in Brussels to let passengers on and off. A 25-year-old Moroccan man named Ayub El Kazani is one of the passengers, passengers that boards. Um, on board the train already are 554 passengers. Among these passengers are Damien A. Um, I'm just going to leave that because he wants to stay anonymous. And so I think Damien. He's a 28-year-old French banker. Uh, Mark Mugalian, a 51-year-old American-born Frenchman. Chris Norman, a 62-year-old British businessman who was living in France at the time. Anthony Sadler, a 23-year-old American student who was with his friends Alex Scarlatos, a 22-year-old American who was in the National Guard and special, um, sorry, he was on leave from deployment uh, in Afghanistan, and he joined his friend Spencer Stone, a 23-year-old American Airman First Class in the United States Air Force. Uh, he was on leave from the 65th Air Base Group, which is located in Lodges Field in the Azores, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so the main main person I'm going to be talking about is Spencer, and I'll just call him. I'll just call everybody by their first name. Um, Spencer Stone was a medic in the Air Force, born and raised in Sacramento, California. What? I was born in Sacramento. <laughs> um, and he wanted to enjoy his leave with the, with his childhood friends. So Alex Scarlatos, uh, an infantryman in the Guard, had been Spencer's neighbor in Sacramento. Um, he didn't hesitate to join Spencer on his vacation. And Anthony said, uh, Sadler, uh, like mentioned before, he was in, he was, did I mention that he was a senior at Cal State University? I didn't, but now I am. So he too decided to join the two young men uh, on a European vacation. Spencer and Anthony uh, got a head start in hopping around Europe, and they were joined later on by Alec in Amsterdam. So you just imagine they were having the time of their lives. Oh, yeah. Young in Amsterdam. You don't have to partake in what Amsterdam is known for because it is such a crazy, fun, beautiful city. So, yeah. Jen and I would know. Just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So much culture, so much color. Everything is amazing. Oh, beautiful. Yes. So, that's where they're spending their time. And they spent, you know, they had decided they were going to stay a little bit longer there and, um, like, rescheduled their tickets to go to Paris. And so, finally, when the day comes, they hop on a Thales train from Amsterdam to Paris. They settle into their seats. They drink wine. They have a few snacks. Um, and then Spencer, who's feeling relaxed from the wine and probably tired just from traveling, he kind of dozes off and he's wearing like his no- noise-canceling headphones. He is woken up by a train employee who rushes past him and Spencer wakes up to like a commotion. Ayub El Kazani had emerged from the lavatory room that was next to Spencer's car. Uh, Ayub had been in the bathroom watching extremist videos on his phone, getting pumped for what he had planned to do. He comes out shirtless, and he's carrying an AK-47. Outside the, la- the, the laboratory, Mark, Mugalian, and Damien, uh, they see Ayub in the state that he is. Like, he's shirtless and carrying this gun, and they're like, shit, this is not good. Like, this guy's planning something. So Mark, he immediately lunges at him, and he's able to wrestle the AK-47 out of his hands. Mark runs into the adjacent car with the gun just to get it away from Ayub because he was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to handle this. I'm going to just get the gun as far away from this guy as possible. So then Ayub pulls out a 9mm from his bag, and in his fumbling around for the gun, he drops the magazine, but there is one round in the chamber. He shoots Mark uh, in, in the back. The bullet goes into his upper left shoulder, bounces around in his ribcage, breaking two ribs, collapsing oh a lung, God. and exiting out of his neck, 
severing his carotid artery. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so that one bullet did quite a bit of damage. Wow. Mark falls to the floor where he stays motionless. He's still alive, but he plays dead. From what the, um, Wikipedia said, he plays dead. Um, but he's um, also severely injured, so maybe he just couldn't get up. Okay, so at this point, Spencer, he's still sleeping, right? And then a Thales uh, train employee runs past him in the opposite direction of the attack. He bumped Spencer's elbow, and that's kind of like what wakes him up. He removes his headphones and hears screaming and like uh, glass breaking. Uh, he turns to see a you picking up the AK-47 that Mark had dropped um, after he was shot. So he watches a you load around into the chamber of the gun of the AK-47. And all that Spencer can think is like, holy shit, this is a terrorist. Like, he's going to attack us. So he starts going at him. And then Spencer, like, fueled by panic and, uh, like, a surge of adrenaline, just knowing that it was his only option to fight or die, he runs down the aisle towards Ayub. Ayub tries to fire the gun, but it's a dud. The way Spencer described it, he said it wasn't primed. Like, it was a bad prime, I guess. Whatever's supposed to ignite, whatever makes the bullet go, didn't happen. Spencer... He heard the click and he realized he made it all the way to a Yube. And he's like, shit, I wasn't, I wasn't shot. Like there was no, there's no bullet. So he makes it all the way to a Yube. And then a Yube hits Spencer in the face with the gun, injuring his left eye pretty bad, uh, leaving Spencer pretty much blind out of that eye for, for that moment. And then Spencer instinctively turns to his jujitsu training and tackles a Yube to subdue him. Spencer manages to get the AK-47 out of Ayub's hands, puts him in a chokehold from behind. Ayub pulls out a 9mm again, reaches behind him, pressing the nuzzle of the gun to Spencer, and pulls the trigger. But nothing happens. Because as mentioned before, he had dropped the magazine, leaving one round in the chamber, which he spent already on mark, and the gun was empty. But they don't know this, so... yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So Alec, the friend, runs up and takes a 9 mil out of his hands, out of the um, Ayub's hands, and starts to hit Ayub in the face with the pistol. Spencer starts to feel like a burn on the back of his neck because Ayub had pulled out a box cutter and cut Spencer on on the back of his neck. Spencer looks over and sees also that his thumb had been nearly severed because he cut his thumb in like the scuffle and the struggle. He was swinging the fucking blade everywhere and he injured Spencer pretty badly. He said he like looked over and he he saw like his bone was exposed and his thumb was hanging off. Oh my God. It's not funny. Oh, oh my goodness. Not funny. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so. He's he's able to get Ayub to drop the blade. So now Ayub has no weapon and he's on the floor. And the guys kind of looked at each other and they're like, let's let's kick him. Like, let's <laughs> let's beat him while he's down. So they beat the shit out of him. They pin him down to a table and Alec puts the nine mil to his head, ready to pull the trigger to and, and kill the guy. But once again, the gun is empty and Spencer puts him in a chokehold again until he goes unconscious. So Spencer is super pissed over this entire situation. He, in the podcast that he talks, he's like, I was seeing red. I was just, everything, I was ready to kill him. So... You know, he's like, you almost caught my thumb off. You're trying to kill everyone here. You're ruining my vacation. <laughs> and he's ready to choke him to death. But um, in- instead, he uses, like, the conductor's ties and they, they hog tie him. Oh, wow. Um, and at this point, he is unconscious. The the guy, Ayub, is unconscious yeah. because he-, he choked him so hard he lost unconsciousness. Yeah. So... Uh, Spencer then sees Mark, the injured man that had been shot. He sees him get up from where he was on the floor. He notices that there's blood gushing from his neck. And him, Spencer being a medic, he automatically um, goes into medic mode. And he, like, uh, uses a shirt to cover the the hole in his neck. But he's, like, 
this it hit his corroded artery like it's gonna keep going like he says that it was just the shirt was just gonna soak up all the blood it wasn't gonna do him any favors let me tell you what happens spencer then sticks his finger in the bullet hole finds the artery and clamps it he like pinches it ah. together so oh. it stops bleeding oh, and he yeah, and so he stayed like that until they make their next stop, which was in 30 minutes. So for 30 minutes, he was pinching his carotid artery. Wow. Keeping this man alive, basically. Wow. So um, so Ayub comes comes to and starts screaming for his gun. He's like, man, give me back my gun. And they're like, no. What is it? Like, why would you even say, give me back my gun? They're going to be like, okay, here's your gun. Continue okay, shooting right. these innocent people. Okay, Dumbass. you asked for it. Sure, we'll just give it back yeah. to you. No big deal. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> this, oh, you dropped this. Here's the magazine also that you dropped. There you right. go. Here, let me... Let me just unjam it for you. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me load it for you. Well, let me tell you this, Jen. Also, the train employees, those fuckers, <laughs> ran and locked themselves in the engine car. Yes, the employees of the train. Uh, one of the passengers who happened to be like a famous French actor had pulled the emergency stopped. He was, um, when all of this started happening, he was knocking on the bathroom door or the engine car door to get those tards out there when the train did finally stop the two employees got off ran across a field and hopped in a cab and like hightailed it out there like bye we don't want anything to do with you we're leaving so they yeah they left um and it was later stated they were caterers <laughs> and had also taken a few passengers with them to the engine car and i was like okay when i read that part i was like okay well they were keeping the other passengers safe. But Anthony, the friend, uh, who was also banging on the door asking for aid for Mark and Spencer. Oh, see what I did there? Mark and Spencer. <laughs> Mark and Spencer. It's a store in England. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they didn't open. They didn't open even though they, he was like, I need help. I need towels. I need something to help these people that are injured. Um, they didn't open. So... Yes. That's ridiculous. Yes. Um, now, British uh, British passenger Chris Norman um, and a Frenchman, a French train driver, helped to hold Ayub down, and they used Norman's T-shirt to tie his arms behind his back. Alec then swept the cars for more gunmen to see if there was anybody else working with him, and he used the assault rifle and pistol that Ayub had carried. He noted that the assault rifle was jammed and the pistol was missing a magazine and had no rounds in the chamber. Neither gun was fire ready. So this was after everything, uh, the scuffle. And apparently this only lasted about two to three minutes at the most. Um, so after everything happened and then he was doing his um, checking the other, the other cars, he noticed that the guns weren't even ready to fire. Can you imagine how terrified those passengers were? To see, even though Alec was doing something to protect the rest of the people, something he was trained to do, he wasn't going to harm anybody. Can you imagine how terrified those people were watching this guy walk around with the guns, checking the car? I would have shit my pants. Yeah, right? Or shut my pants. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so... The train the train was carrying 554 passengers and was passing and I'm really sorry if my French is imperfect I apologize okay they were passing Oignes in the Pas de Calais uh, department when the attack took place and it was rerouted to the station of um, I apologize to uh, my my beautiful Belgian friend Melissa but this word is ahras <laughs> or for the americans arras okay so ayub el kazani was known to french authorities and had been tagged with like a security file in mm-hmm. france and it's the highest warning level for french state security he had been similar similarly profiled by belgian spanish and german authorities uh, for the same reason he was later linked Later on, it was known that he was actually linked to the, there was another attack in France uh, during like a rock concert. Um, And then the attack at the American Airlines counter at the Brussels airport. 
So he had ties to that. Uh, El Kazani initially told his lawyer that he was simply a homeless man who was who while sleeping in a Brussels park found a suitcase containing a rifle and pistol and that he had no intent to massacre the passengers but planned to rob them so that he might eat. However, authorities said that his explanations became less plausible with each questioning and that he had eventually stopped talking to investigators. According to prosecutor Francois Mullins, El Kazani listed listened, excuse me, listened to a YouTube audio file in which the individual uh, exhorted his followers to raise arms and fight in the name of the prophet, and that his internet browsing history showed clear evidence of terrorist intent. The prosecutors discovered the files on his phone, which say he listed, uh, listened, god damn it, he listened to immediately prior to the attack. So this is what he was doing in the laboratory. He was watching these videos or listening to these videos from YouTube. Yeah. So in December 2016, uh, Ayub El-Khazani confessed to French courts that he was from Syria and had traveled to Europe for the express purpose of killing Americans in revenge for bombings in Syria. He told the French judge that, quote, I am a real jihadist, but we do not kill women and children. I am not a slaughterer. I am a noble fighter. I am a soldier, end quote. French authorities did not believe the claims um, by Ayub al-Khazani that he wasn't planning a mass killing in light of the nine fully loaded magazines he had brought on board in order to reload his weapon. Yeah, nine. Nine fully loaded magazines he had, and uh, the bumbling idiot couldn't even fire one. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I mean, he didn't. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank goodness. goodness he couldn't. Yes. So, um, preliminary... Pre- pre- <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> Preliminary charges were filed against Ayub El Kazani on 25 August 2015 by the Paris Prosecutor's Office for attempted murder in connection with terrorism, possession of weapons in connection with terrorism, and participation in a terrorist conspiracy. And then on November 16, 2020, he and three suspected accomplices were put on trial in a Paris court. So uh, the prosecutors got the conviction for Ayub, the conviction and the sentences they sought for attempted murder and conspiracy to commit an act of terrorism. And he received life and lifetime deportation from France. So life wow. in prison and lifetime deportation from France. So Norman, who was a British British man, Sadler, the Anthony Sadler, the friend, um, Alex Carlados, the friend, and Spencer Stone, who is pretty much the main character who this story focuses around, they were made Knights of the Legion of Honor uh, on August 24th by French President Francois Hollande. Hollande? Hollande? Hollande. That sounds pretty, right? Hollande. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bugalian was also made Knight of the Legion of Honor on September 13th of 2015 uh, with with Damien A. Oh, he was expected to be similarly honored at a later date. He repeated. He reportedly received it in the post while preserving his anonymity. So he wanted. He didn't want any anybody to recognize him because he was still living in Paris, and he didn't want to be a target of whatever this was or could cause. He didn't want the ripple effect, so he kept anonymous. Uh, Norman Sadler and Scarlatos were also awarded the Medal of the City of Ahraz. In the United States, Sadler was also awarded the Secretary of Defense uh, Defense Medal for Valor. Scarlatos was awarded the Soldier Medal. Soldier's Medal. Medal. <laughs> Soldier's Medal. <laughs> Sorry. The highest medal awarded to Army personnel for actions outside of combat. While Stone was awarded the Airman's Medal and the Purple Heart. He was also meritoriously promoted two grades on November uh, November 1st to Staff Sergeant because he wow. was an A1C at the time. Yep. So he was promoted to Staff Sergeant, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Stone and Sadler also received the Civic Medal First Class from Prime Minister of Belgium. And then um, Sadler, Scarlatos, and Stone were naturalized as French citizens in an honorary ceremony at the Alliance uh, Francais 
in Sacramento, California on January 31st. 2019 which i thought was super cool so they have dual citizenship that's pretty awesome yeah i thought that was awesome um so spencer alec and anthony worked with international correspondent and author jeffrey eastern on a memoir titled the 1517 to paris which is time for all of you folks that don't know that is 3 17 p.m <laughs> um <laughs> The book depicts events of 21 August as well as diving into the lives and friendships uh, of these young men. In 2016, at the Spike Annual Guys Choice Awards, Clint Eastwood presented them with the Hero Award. Now, during conversation in the green room with Mr. Eastwood, the guys like jokingly mentioned that they were writing a book and they're like, oh, maybe it'll become a movie. And he's like, you know, Clint Eastwood, he's like, yeah, send me the book. They're like, okay. So in July 2017, it was announced that Clint Eastwood would direct the upcoming bi uh, biographical film titled After the Book, which is 1517 to Paris. Um, so the movie starred the actual people. Oh. So Alec, Anthony, Spencer, um the oh my gosh i forgot his name already uh not damien because he wanted to stay anonymous but yeah. the the british gentleman uh mark and chris they all start as themselves wow yeah. that's awesome yeah and along them were um already recognized actresses jenna fisher and judy greer so the movie didn't get like critics were they were very critical of their acting but it's like these guys don't have any prior acting experience and they are reliving something that they probably didn't want to relive again yeah yeah so, yeah and then in more disturbing news but still a happy ending on october 8th 2015 um spencer is back home in sacramento uh hanging out with his friends going out drinking partying you know he just had this encounter with death and he just wants to uh, decompress. So he's out partying and he walks out uh, with some people, some friends. And one of the uh, ladies that was with him begins to throw up and somebody starts filming them. And he's like, dude, like somebody that wasn't in the in their party. It was somebody else. And he's like, please stop. Like, can you not do that? And they weren't stopping. An altercation happened. And uh, Stone was stabbed. He was stabbed while out, you know, on the street. Um, he was stabbed in, like, major arteries. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So he had injuries to his lung, liver, and heart. So that's where he was stabbed. And it barely missed his spine. Um, so he had to have, like, open-heart surgery to repair the wounds to all wow. of those all of those um, organs. Yeah. Yeah. He survived he survived. I mean, he's still he's still alive, and yeah, that is the the story. He's now a motivational speaker, I believe. So he goes around talking about his experience and how it's affected him. He did have a little bit of um, I don't want kind of like a survivor's guilt. Like, why why am I still alive? And there's people around me that are younger that are dying. Like, why am I chosen to live? So he he really leans into his faith which is a beautiful thing, and uh, he takes comfort in that. And that is the story, what could have been a massive tragedy, and these heroes that stopped it. Because they are wow. American heroes. Yeah. American heroes, because they're American. But yeah. because it was in Europe and there was also other people, there should be worldly heroes. Sure. European, European I like it. heroes. They're heroes. Yes, they are. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. And to think, like, he was only in A1C at the time, so it's not like he yes. had this, you know, all this training and everything. He was still pretty young, and to just, like, get up and be like, I got to save these people. Like, that's a that's a, that's that's serious. He was only 23, and he talks yeah. about how he's like, I, I didn't consider myself a hero because, or I can't consider myself a hero because I got up to save myself. He's like, I didn't get up with the intention of saving all these people. I got up with the intention of saving myself. And 
it just so happened that he ended up saving all these people. Well, that worked out. I mean, and maybe that's a good mindset to have. It's like, you know, instead of like thinking like I need to save all these people, like do you have this mindset of like I need to save myself and I because I want to live like what can I do in order to stop it? And that ends up mm-hmm. stopping the person and saving the lives of all these people so yeah that's awesome yeah and it it was like he said he was like it was either like i was gonna sit in my seat and watch this unfold and wait until he came up to me and killed me or i would go down a blaze of glory and try to stop him from killing me and uh he chose the latter so yeah wow yeah so it's an interesting story this guy has had a lot happened to him in his short life yeah and uh i i want to watch the movie now i didn't i didn't get to see it i like i said i listened to the podcast and i listened to him tell the story but i want to watch the movie now yeah it would be cool to see especially the since the fact that they are the stars of the movie too you don't usually get that you don't get the real people mm-hmm. in the movie you get to see when it's about something you usually see the pictures of all of them yeah. at the end. So Yeah. Usually it's uh it's Mark Wahlberg portraying whoever <laughs> it's supposed to yeah. be. And then they'll have like a short cameo in the background. Yep. But then Mark Wahlberg gets all the praise. Yeah. I mean being it's everybody. Mark He's everybody. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. Tom but, Hanks, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. They play <laughs> everybody. <laughs> they do. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Oh, you were so right. That was like a very, it was scary and sad, but such an uplifting and awesome story. I love it. (laughs) I know. I was just picturing it all too, because I was imagining our our train ride adventure when we were in Amsterdam too. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, Brussels. Yeah, I know. We stopped there too. (laughs) Yeah. And everything is so relaxed to get on the airplane, or I'm sorry, not on the airplane, the land airplane attached to the tracks. And back then, they didn't even check your bags. You didn't, yeah. like, you just walked on the train. There was no metal detectors. There is now. Yes. Um, so it's really no different than flying. Except it, it's you're not. on a train. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it felt, too, you know, just walking, getting in line, going through the detectors, doing the x-ray of your bags and all that, so... It was like the airport. Yeah, yeah, it was. They do that now, but they didn't back then. Yeah. But it's unfortunate because it's nice they do it now, but because of the fact that these things have happened is the reason why they have to do it, which is, it's great that, you know, detect it before it gets to that point, hopefully. But the fact that it had people have to do this kind of stuff it's it 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 has so to come to that yeah, yeah. it has to come to that mm-hmm. yeah oh well that was awesome thank you for a more uplifting story than uh than what i usually choose <laughs> well i just have some easy information i i wasn't i didn't really know what to do because i'm like gosh we've been again two years of this and we've been giving you all this kind of military information we always have different stuff going on, you know. We do end up coming up with something every week, you know. There's tons of stuff, but um, sometimes it's hard to, like, figure out what you really want to do. And mm-hmm. I just came across um, some information about VA loans. Okay. That was, there, it's good information to have if you're looking to buy a house. And, um, yeah, I know... I'll have some opinions on it, too, because I was a real estate agent for three years when we were in Kansas, so I dealt with a mm-hmm. lot of military families and the VA loans and all that. So there's actually something in here that I didn't really realize. I either knew and I forgot or I just let the mortgage company deal, I, you know, something that I was like, oh, I <laughs> didn't realize that was a part of the VA loan. So right, learning something new every day. So, VA loans, I got most of this information pretty much from, I'll have opinions for myself from being in it, but otherwise, military.com has a really good um, description on everything you need Mm -hmm. to know. But, here we go. So, a VA loan is a mortgage loan that you can get, you're offered, uh, for anyone who's been in the military. It is a benefit. 
of active duty members. As long as you qualify, you can buy or you can even build your home using this loan. Mm. And you can even use it to refinance an existing home mortgage. So home, you have a, an FHA loan. You, If you qualify enough, you can refinance and use a VA loan type of thing. Refinance your VA loan even, all kinds of stuff. Um, the perk of it that everyone knows with a VA loan is you do not have to put any money down. And that is like the best perk of all. My opinion on that whole deal, though, is it's not always the greatest option to mm-hmm. not put any money down on your home. I know in certain situations is that you can you find out you can afford this house, you can afford the monthly mortgage as it is, not putting any money down, all this stuff. If that works for you, that's awesome. In just my opinion on being on Earth for 32 years and purchasing homes a couple times and having a rental home and kind of stuff like that. If you can put money down, even if it's not, you don't have to put tens of thousands of dollars down, but if you can put any money down on a house, that is going to help you in the long run for your 30-year mortgage and all that, lower your payment, all, all kinds of stuff. But okay. in the meantime, if it just works for you, that is the biggest perk of it is you don't have to put any money down. Now, you still have to put earnest money. That's a whole other story. If you have questions, just let me know. But zero money down. <laughs> no down payment. Yeah. No down payment. Typically, you can get a pretty good um, rate on your mortgage. And almost any bank you deal with, whether it's going to be USAA, Navy Federal, or a local bank in your town, will deal with VA loans. Now, the only thing that I've noticed when I did real estate was that there was some sellers that were like, eh, I don't really want to sell to somebody with a VA loan. And it's their opinion that they were worried that you might not be serious enough or you're just not, you don't have the enough funds in order to complete this purchase type of thing because I like I don't really know because I dealt more with the buyer side of it but um that's that that would be the only thing but most everyone understands like we we have this benefit this is you know we can use this it's still Mm -hmm. legitimate it's a good you know it's a good mortgage still like we're good withstanding so um another perk of your VA loan is with traditional mortgage mortgages, if you can't put twenty percent down, you can't put a twenty twenty percent down payment down. Mm-hmm. You will have um, private mortgage insurance, which is just an added monthly fee on top of your mortgage payment that you pay until you have twenty percent equity in the house. So until you paid off twenty percent of that house. You have to pay this uh, private mortgage insurance. But with a VA loan, you do not have to have mortgage insurance, which okay. I don't... That was the thing. I was like, I think I forgot. I that think I forgot like it. That sounds like a good perk. Because it 20% is, a, really is perk. a lot. It's a lot. It is. 20% and it's a long time. It is. It, it is. Yes. It It, it is. There's nothing else to say to that, but yes, it it is. Unless you're like buying a very cheap, small house and you have the money to put down 20%, it's Mm -hmm. probably not going to happen for a little while. And that's okay. That's why we get loans so that we can purchase homes and pay them off over time. Okay. There is a added fee when you use your VA loan and it's called a VA loan funding fee. Um, it's just added to your mortgage. It's not something you have to pay up front. It starts mm-hmm. at like 2% for the first time that you use your loan. Um, it's just an added 2% on top. And then um, if you decide to use your VA mortgage again, which you can, even if you still have a, even if you used it before, you can use it again. Oh. The VA loan, um, the funding fee will be at 3.3%. I thought it was like a one-time thing. No. No. The v- the VA loan? Mm-hmm. No. You actually get to use it. There is a cap. I'm, 
I want to say the last time I heard when I was in real estate, it was like 450000 was like your cap. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Can't and, um, California. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywhere on the West Coast at this point. It also might depend on where you are as well if that cap oh. is higher or not too. Um, okay. That's just a, also, again, a mortgage uh, broker will know and can help you with that. But you have a cap, and so even if you – you bought a house and you kept it to rent and you went somewhere else and you wanted to buy again using the VA loan. Hmm. As long as those two mortgages didn't pass your cap, you could get another VA loan without having to sell that other house. Okay. Or you can sell the house and your cap and then your cap is open again. So Oh yeah. you can uh, continue oh. to use it. Yeah, it's really it nice. Doesn't you can disappear. It. Okay. Yeah. It's um it's really nice. So yeah, the funding fee, it caps at 3.3% once you, after you use it the first time. It won't go up any higher. It's just the same for every time you use it after that. Um, mm-hmm. The fee goes directly to the Department of Veterans Affairs and it helps back the VA loan. So it just kind of, you're paying them to help you be able to use these loans to make them legitimate okay. for mortgage companies to know that you're not just going to default you know, all the time. Sure, sure. On a loan. So that is the exciting part of it. A lot of people don't know that they can use it more than once or use it even if they have a house. Yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. Um there once you sit down with a mortgage officer, they're the Mm -hmm. ones who are gonna be able to calculate your debt to income ratio and give you that that number that you're going to be able to use in order to buy a house that you're going to be that will be best comfortable in your price range you know mm-hmm. i can afford you'll be able to see breaking down like i can afford this much mortgage every month because of what i because of what income i have and what debts i have so that's also that's also what's going to help you figure out what your cap is as well i don't know what this totally means i wrote it down because I haven't been in real estate since 2017, 2016, basically, the VA loan had limits, but this says that as of 2020, you know, brand new 2020, the VA no longer mandates loan limits. So I'm guessing that might be the cap. You might not have a cap anymore. So that's another perk. But don't think that just because you don't have a cap, means that you can afford the $450,000 house because a mortgage payment is very large. You can't afford it. I'm going to tell you right now, unless you're like a millionaire. Yeah. (laughs) You probably can't afford that house. I wouldn't want to, you know, buying a house is a big deal. And you think about like the rent that you pay. Do you want to spend mm-hmm. that much on rent if you're spending like $2,200 on rent? Or do you want to spend $900 on a mortgage on a house that you buy, you know? So yeah, you kind of have to think about, you have to think about all those steps and everything else too. But that's it. That's all I have for the VA loan. It's a benefit for you. It's something you get to use and you can use multiple times. I did not know. That you could use it more than once. I thought it was like a one-time done deal. And that was my impression. And so Kyle and I, when we talked about in the past about buying a house, maybe like we can use the VA loan. And he and we, we were under the impression that it was just one time. And it's like, well, we can't fuck it up. Like we're going to have to get a good house, what we want. But knowing that now, like I don't feel as pressured to buy the perfect home for us, I guess. Like, okay. Now, I have a question for you. I don't know if you may know this. I will Um, try. But I want, if, do they help if you were to purchase a house, like, in a foreign land? Ooh, that's a hard, that's, I don't know, because I've never dealt with real estate outside of the U.S. Right. Um, But... Good question. Oh. You'll have a, an answer for us next week. I'll have an answer for you later, or I will put it in the show notes. You guys can find that when you find our podcast episode. Or if anybody knows, any of our listeners know yeah. the answer to that. I'm very curious to know if I will be able to 
use the VA loan for for buying a house in, I don't know, fucking Italy or Germany or something. Right. I want to say that, yes, you can because it's a mortgage. My only thing would be like, you know, in England when people talk about buying houses and it's very difficult to buy houses in England because we have no credit history in England. Our credit history from the U.S. does not transfer to England. Now, I don't know if it's the same for Europe and all of that, so... Right. I want to say that it, because it's a mortgage, that maybe, but maybe foreign banks don't deal with, won't deal with like U.S. Mm-hmm. banks. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But maybe. I'm but ask. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that there's, know. there's a lot of military spouses that are full-time real estate agents, you know, that is their career path. And it's a great career path for someone to get into that loves to show houses is very great with people and contracts mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah. Any of you out there that listen to us, let us know. Cause I'm curious to know if know. you can. Yeah. I want to know because I, I, I hope to fulfill our dream one day of living in Europe. And it's like, well, if we have the VA loan, are we able to use it? Can I use it towards? Yeah. That? Don't Maybe. rain on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live in Europe. Take me back. I know. I will. My only opinion when as working with a bunch of VA loans is I honestly found it so much easier when clients would use um, a local bank just because you have somebody to talk to -to face-to-face or over the phone any chance you get. You don't have to wait on an email constantly, at least on for... For the agents themselves it's like it's so much easier when you can talk to somebody from a bank right away and not worry about waiting on them to call you at this certain time and then you know Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff I understand though sometimes going through like if we have USAA or Navy Federal it it is much easier because you can get all the things in order that you Mm -hmm. need in order to start the process so they right. still work fine. Um, there's nothing against them. Sometimes local banks, though, will definitely have a lower interest rate. Oh. It just depends on just depends on where you are, who you're dealing with, that kind of stuff. So shop around. Right. You don't have to stick with just one. You don't have to stick with your bank if you don't want to. You can pick whoever you feel most comfortable with. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, it's competitive with those rates, seeing what yeah. best fits your needs. Um I always yep. say, like, we're so comfortable with USAA because it just travels with us so well. And it has yeah. great benefits. Like, I've had no issues with them at all. Like, I love them. But I wish sometimes they had a physical address where I could go and talk to a teller, you know, and be right? like, I have this issue. Or, like, when we were having to cancel the insurance for my vehicle, and I was, like, having to call oh my them, God. but I didn't have a phone, and it's, like, the international numbers and all that. I went to the rental place. One rental place was nice enough, and they call for you, and they take the the, the cost of it. But then another rental place is, like, no, you have to call for me or sell And I was, like, dude, you know how much money that's going to cost me? And they're going to put me mm-hmm. on hold, and then... And then this guy's just going to want to chat with me, and I don't feel like chatting. I just want to take care of the insurance. Sorry, I went off on a tangent about that. But, yeah, um, that's a very good advice, Jen. It's, like, to shop around and see what best fits your needs for um, what would you would benefit from cost-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's cool. keep it in mind. It's there for you. There's your information. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. VA home loans. Oh, get it. That's awesome. I'm taking away a lot of info from that because I had no idea that you could use it more than once. So oh. I'm going to pass that info on to Kyle and prove him wrong. Yeah. My favorite, it's my favorite time of day when I get to prove him wrong. I know. It feels so good. It does. It feels so good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, Jen. Well, it was great talking. I hope everybody enjoyed uh, this episode. And uh, don't forget to email us and let us know how we're doing. Yes. What was I saying? Email. Yes. Email us at dependasplaining at gmail.com or leave us a nice little comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe. 
Don't forget to rate and don't forget to smile because tomorrow will be a better day, I promise. It will. <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow, hopefully. Bet your bottom dollar that it will. It'll come out tomorrow. <laughs> yes, it will. Especially yes, if you live will. where we do. Actually, it was like really cloudy all day today and yesterday, which made it super, super humid. Because it was oh. like, is it going to rain? Is it not? Is it going to rain? So that's why my daughter's hair is like so curly today. Come here, girlfriend. Oh, and um, yes, I hope everyone got to celebrate their Mother's Day. Yes. And they got, yeah. And I hope that you got to rest. If you didn't get to rest, I say do over. Yes. That's all the It's your wants. day. It's your day. It was your day. So if you didn't get your day, take another day. Take another say, this day. This is my day. Yeah. This is my yes yeah. day. This is my own it's yes okay. day. It's okay. That's right. I say yes to everything I want. <laughs> exactly. It's okay to check out and not have to feel responsible for all the people in your house and rest. It's okay. Don't feel guilty. Mm -mm. It's okay. You need it. Rest and recharge. And uh, like Veronica said, don't forget to smile because yeah. everyone loves to see your smile. And it just makes smile everyone feel better. Right. And mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy people don't kill their husbands, according to... Reese Witherspoon. I forgot her name. Thank you. Elle Woods. Elle Woods. <laughs> Elle Woods. There it is. Elle Woods. <laughs> so. Elle Woods, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't forget that... Just don't forget. Just, Just remember forget. everything. <laughs> remember it all because you're, you Just know, remember. a rock star. If you're a mom, you know, that's what we have to do. Wherever, <laughs> yeah. wherever we are, that's what we have to do. So in that, I can't segue very well. So here we go. Are you ready? You got this. Yes. Wherever you go. There, there you are. are. And that's it. Bye. Signed off. <laughs> Signed off. <laughs>